0: to us
1: fires touchdown Miami. waddle snuck into the end zone of miami boy tight throw tight window they had to get that touchdown on that play they get it what is up Dolphins? and welcome to the drive time podcast part of the miami dolphins podcast network covering your team your Miami Dolphins. How's it going everybody? I am your host Travis Wingfield and on today's show it's a free agency special. We're talking to quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. We'll break down his game and get him on the podcast here to talk some football and his decision to join the Miami Dolphins. From the Baptist Health Studios inside the Baptist Health Training Complex this is the Drive Time Podcast. another Miami Dolphins So free agency is underway, and we have a signing to discuss here in quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, who comes over to Miami after one year with the Denver Broncos, following one year with the Carolina Panthers. He was with the Saints prior to that, and of course he began his career back in 2014 with the Minnesota Vikings, and we all know about the injury that led to his Movement to the Jets in the preseason, that 2018 season, eventually to the Saints where he spent two years and then the Panthers and Broncos last year with the Broncos, seven and seven as a starter, he is 33 and 30 in his career as a starter. So he has a total of 73 games played, 63 games started for the former first round pick. And he came from this talent pool that we all know and love here in South Florida And he's coming right back to where his football career began. Now, I think you can make a real strong case that Teddy Bridgewater is the best quarterback to play his prep football in the city of Miami as he entered his senior season at a powerhouse Northwestern high school as the the top-ranked quarterback in the state of Florida. And he continued that ascent through the football world with a tremendous career at the University of Louisville before being selected in the first round, the 32nd pick by the Minnesota Vikings in 2014. And I think one of the best parts of this Teddy Bridgewater Miami reunion is that you look back over his professional career and he has spent a lot of time and effort into giving back to the community here, even when his career was elsewhere. Like, for instance, back in 2019 with the Saints, they had won a game on Thursday night football, and so Teddy was down for the weekend at Northwestern High School to watch a big Uh, semi-final playoff game in the state playoffs against Jesuit, their rival, one of their rivals down here in South Florida. And Bridgewater paid for a whole bunch of food trucks to come and feed the players and coaches and auxiliary staff after that big victory. And just you look at what we do with Football Unites here, all the work in the South Florida community. He's going to fit right in with that and be such a good staple in this community as the food truck splurge was really far from the first act of generosity because he has also organized... Toy drives, school supply drives, and also had that phenomenal viral video a couple years back where the dance team is kind of doing this like lean back march uh, up the sideline. And sure enough, the last person in line is Teddy Bridgewater joining along. And that went crazy across social media, just viral across Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff. So a great guy to have in the community and also a winner and productive player. And, you know, I go back to something that Mike McDaniel mentioned at the podium of his scouting combine uh, media availability earlier this month, where he laid out pretty transparent expectations for a number two quarterback, where he said, quote, when you're looking for a number two quarterback, there's two things. You want him to benefit the starting quarterback while the starting quarterback is the starting quarterback and empower him with how they approach their daily game plan responsibilities, how they develop when they're training in the off season. But you also want a guy who can win games should the starter go down so a veteran backup is definitely in our discussions he mentioned but it's best but it's the best player that we can find whatever avenue and move forward from there and bridgewater was number 34 on the original top 101 free agents list on nfl.com so and and the highest rated quarterback on that list too so i think you you pretty well check that box and whether it's a starter or backup the market just did not offer a better veteran solution than Bridgewater. I mentioned 34 overall. He was the 12th highest rated passer in the National Football League in 2021 with a 94.9 passer rating. He plays a very smart brand of football that limits turnovers and moves the offense in an efficient way. That's evident by his 18 touchdowns compared to just seven picks last year with the Denver Broncos in those 14 games. And in those 14 games, the Broncos were seven and seven. In 2019, Bridgewater was the backup to Drew Brees in New Orleans, and when Brees went down with an injury that year and was shelved for five games, Bridgewater steered the float. I put float there because of that great Drew Brees commercial, uh, the ESPN one where he's stuck at the gate and can't get in with his Mardi Gras float. He steered the float to a perfect 5-0 mark, throwing nine touchdowns and just two picks in those five games. He's also a locker room favorite. Drew Brees mentioned this of Teddy when he signed with the Broncos last year saying, quote, first off, I'm a big fan of Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's brought some leadership and some moxie to the Broncos offense and a great skill set as well. And just kind of looking around the web, there's all kinds of really great accounts of Teddy Bridgewater proving to be a great teammate. Like one instance last season, Justin Simmons, the all-pro safety of the Broncos, they had won a big game. He went and did an interview off to the side and missed the prayer group at the middle of the field after the game that you often see on NFL fields. And he ran back and was like, ah, I'm, I'm worried about missing the, the post-game prayer in the middle of the field. And sure enough, one guy waited for him to, to make sure he could get that prayer in with somebody else. And there it was, Teddy Bridgewater. He put that story up on Instagram and it went viral with like 35,000 likes on IG that I saw. And I'm sure it did numbers across Twitter and Facebook as well. So He's got your back, is is kind of the way of saying that right there. Uh, Also, a very cool, calm, and collected customer. We talk about the 73 games of experience that he has and the benefit that can have for the quarterback room. You know, accurate quarterback since coming into the league, and it's only improved with age. Since 2019, Bridgewater has completed 68% of his passes with an interception rate of just 1.7%. So there's the kind of calming factor there. And then when under pressure in 2021, through pro football focus, Bridgewater threw seven touchdown passes compared to just one pick, and the numbers against the Blitz were even better. So you send a fifth or sixth extra rushers, more than four rushers, against those looks last year. Bridgewater, 73.9% completion, 8.9 yards per pass, nine touchdowns, and just two interceptions when the defense brought a fifth or six rushers at Teddy Bridgewater. And then finally, it wouldn't be a Teddy Bridgewater podcast without talking about the kind of route that his football career took from first round pick to high upside. You saw the the trajectory of his career with Minnesota kind of climbing up and up and up. And then he has that training camp injury that, really shook up the Vikings quarterback situations back then and Teddy Bridgewater's career there for a couple of years. I mean, he didn't play that season, didn't play the following season besides a couple of snaps, I think, late in that year. And you saw Minnesota with Sam Bradford and Case Keenum, and they had to find a solution because Teddy was their guy, and all of a sudden they didn't have him. And, you know, football comes with this inherent risk that all players must assume. But for Bridgewater, it was like the most innocuous of moments that led to one of the most discussed injuries in recent memory, a non-contact injury that just left bystanders like in shock and awe. Even Teddy Bridgewater surgeon said that he was horrified about the knee injury he saw there. So, you know, it was a, a, a setback moment and Teddy has come back so well from that throwing 43 touchdowns and winning 16 games as a starting quarterback since that injury. So a really, really good addition here to the Dolphins quarterback room in Teddy Bridgewater coming home, the work in the community, the work under pressure as a quarterback, the work with the accuracy and the placement of the football, just a really good addition here to the Dolphins quarterback room. And we'll go ahead and take our first break here on the Teddy Bridgewater podcast on Drive Time. And next, we'll welcome Teddy Bridgewater into the Drive Time studios here at the Miami Dolphins Baptist Health Training Complex here in Miami Gardens. Up next, Drive Time podcast brought to you by Nation. What's up Dolphins? Travis Wingfield here the host of the drive time podcast and I'm joined by new Dolphins quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy you're back home man that's gotta feel great.
0: Yeah man it's a great feeling i um, excited to be back um, looking forward to what's in store for tomorrow.
1: So I heard you brought your own pen for the, uh, the signing <laughs> yeah that was a big, big part of that for you? Yeah
0: I mean just always got to be prepared man. Absolutely so, um, yeah.
1: Do you have your own mic as well? just messing around so uh you know you're you're a miami kid coming back home here i gotta ask you what's your what's your miami go to the first thing that after this day and all your responsibilities here within the building are done what's the first thing you want to go do
0: um man i haven't even thought about that you know um i'm here in the moment right now man, embracing all of this uh, taking it all in uh one minute at a time and i'm enjoying just everything that today has brought to me
1: So you've been in a lot of NFL quarterback rooms across your college career, back to high school, obviously, a lot of experience. One thing Coach McDaniel mentioned uh, in his media was that a quarterback's role is to not just provide production on the football field, but also serve the rest of the room and, of course, the rest of the team as well. How do you think your role as a quarterback and kind of serving Tua and the rest of the quarterback room fits in here in Miami?
0: um, It's just who I am, man. Um, It's my nature of just doing everything I can to help the team whether I'm out there playing or if I'm not out there playing um we all have a job to do you know and I always believe that man it's my my job to execute my role my job you know to the best of my ability.
1: So speaking of that kind of quarterback brotherhood it's always you know a a unique uh, element of the football field right there's only like a hundred or so of you guys in the National Football League and in that kind of limited space you guys have experiences that not a lot of people can relate to so how do you kind of in this high stress, high stakes environment, how can you positively impact Tua in that quarterback room?
0: Um, honestly, man, it, it just starts with the mindset. Um, you know, as I get to know Tua on this journey, you know, in this chapter of my life, my career, uh, I'm pretty sure I will found out some some things about him that drives him. And you know, how can you you help you know a person use the things that drive them to keep them going even further? Um, think that's one of my unique uh, abilities is to be able to you know dive within and 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 get to know people and understand you know their why and um help them really you know uh, move forward towards their why
1: he's not the only uh person you know here on the roster obviously a former louisville teammate Devonte parker how you how excited are you to reunite with dvp out here oh
0: man that's a new nickname to me dvp <laughs> i just made it up maybe it's maybe <laughs> it's new <I> don't know. <laughs> but uh no i'm excited man um you know, he's probably sitting somewhere watching Spongebob right now. <laughs> That's eat, right. Eating a bowl of cereal <laughs> or something. But, uh, no, I'm excited, man, um, just to, to get to work, man, uh, with, you know, Fonte, uh, the different guys on this, this roster. Um, there's some, some great talent. Um, you bring in his coaching staff, a great group of coaches uh, who know how to utilize guys' strengths and their abilities. So uh, I'm excited for you know, what's in store for this team.
1: So I mentioned earlier your experience in the National Football League, tons of organizations across the league, tons of football, and just a bunch of experiences that you've, you know, ups and downs, and th- th- that's how football careers go, right, adversity and overcoming it. If there's one thing you've taken away from your entire football career, what do you think that would be?
0: Um, man, that's a, that's a good question. <laughs> um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, for me, man, um, it's knowing how to turn it on and turn it off. Um, and I'm not talking about when you you step on the field and step off the field, like knowing how to turn it on for a player to really understanding who you are, man, um, in society. Um, I think oftentimes, man, because we're we're number five or number ten on Sundays, uh, we think we're that person twenty four seven, and you got to know how to disconnect, man, the, the the your career from who you are in society. And I think that's what's really helped me, you know continue to be real with myself and uh, understand, you know, my my purpose because, you know, football has been great to me. It's opened so many doors for me and uh, it's given me opportunities to impact so many people. And then when I take the jersey off and I see that, hey, man, people still genuinely love me, man. uh, It really made me have a, a different view on life itself.
1: When you say disconnect, it reminds me of that viral video of you on with the, with the cheerleaders in your former high school <laughs> yeah. doing the walk there. That was kind of part of that.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, at the end of the day, man, I tell people all the time, you know, we're, we're rock stars, we're superstars, we're heroes, we're whoever we want to be for three and a half hours on, on Sundays, you know, in the fall. And um, once you step outside of those lines, man, we go back to reality. And... Um, we still can make an impact, you know, in life, you know, outside of the game. And um, that's all I try to do.
1: Speaking of viral moments, there was a moment last season in Denver with Justin Simmons, your teammate there with the Broncos, who went and did a post-game interview, and then he was looking for the prayer circle afterwards, and he found you at, the, at midfield. And he shared that story on Instagram, and, and it wound up going viral. Can you talk talk to us about that moment and kind of why that was important to you?
0: Yeah, um, just after the games, man, we, you know, we meet up. Uh, On the 50, our team and our opponents. And uh, we just pray, and um, you know, because at the end of the day, man, you know, we give all glory to God because he makes all things possible when we're out there. But um, I knew that Justin was busy doing his post-game interview, and I knew that he was a part of the circle after every game when we would pray. And um, the prayer, we tried to wait, we tried to wait, and, uh, you know, the the wait team usually had to hurry back to the locker room and things like that. And I just wanted to wait for Justin because I knew, you know, how much he's a God-fearing man just like myself. And uh, I knew that, you know, the prayer meant something to him. You know, it it gives you closure, you know, on that game, on that day sometimes. And um, it was just great to share that moment. Uh, It was great to know that it really meant a lot to him, you know, me being there with him in that moment.
1: So you've made positive impacts really every stop you've been around the National Football League, but you continue to do work in the South Florida community, even when you were in Denver, New Orleans, across the league. And just reading about that, you know, why is giving back to the South Florida community so important to you?
0: Oh, uh, man, it's, it's, for one, it's home. But um, also, I always tell people, man, um, when I was younger, um, the, the the ones who did a lot in the community were, weren't really the ideal people. And... Um, you know we had so many guys from south florida who, who went off to have careers on, on a professional level and uh sometimes you didn't really see them you know you only saw them on the tv and um i always want the people to see me in the flesh i uh, understand that i i am accessible um i'm not just a guy you see on tv i'm from the same i walk down the same sidewalks uh visit the same corner stores uh, buying snacks so uh, it means that much to me just you know because i was once you know in in the next child's shoes um years ago so um and they still motivate me to this day Uh, i tell everyone a story about when i was injured and um my sister she lived down in in little haiti and um we we were just sitting outside and one of the young kids he was about 11 years old at the time and because i was injured he was pissed off He (laughs) he was like man you suck man you're supposed to be out there how you get hurt and, of course, I was like, man, what hey. supposed to do? yeah, you know, <laughs> but, you know, it, it really hit home. Like, man, it really means something, you know, when I'm out there that uh, I'm really making an impact, you know, when I'm out there on the football field. And it just, you know, gave me a chip on my shoulder to really try to overcome what I was going through.
1: You mentioned the injury. What did you ultimately take away from that? Because you came back and you've had some good numbers, won a lot of football games after that injury when, you know, it was a a moment where people were worried about your long-term prognosis and here you are back with the Miami Dolphins and a long NFL career. What did you take away from that entire process?
0: Um, I found my purpose in life, you know, and um, that was was the biggest thing I took away. But um, I also realized that, um, you know, I come from a fighting DNA. Uh, My mom, she's a breast cancer survivor. And um, you know everything that I went through with my injury, I, I pretty much applied what I learned from watching her go through what She went through with breast cancer. Uh, she never, you know, frowned. she never you know was down. She continued to smile through it all. And um, you know, that was like big for me. You know I was 14, 15 years old at the time and thinking, okay, my mom has breast cancer. what's next? You know thinking all the worst things possible. And, um, and she stayed positive, kept helping people. Uh, she has such a big heart. So when I was injured, it was like, man, my mom went through something 10 times worse, you know, and it's like, I can't frown about it. I can't be sad. She didn't, you know, frown be sad. So that was one of the biggest takeaways that, you know, I come from a fighting DNA.
1: I have to guess mom's going to have season tickets this year.
0: Man, I don't know because uh, <laughs> she actually lives in South Carolina okay, now. Okay. So I, I I joked with her the other day, though. I said, man, everyone's saying you probably going to move back to South Florida now that, you know, I'm, I'm coming home, so... So I had, to,
1: I had to ask you, South Florida, the humidity, you know the weather very well, but is, are gloves going to be part of the, the Teddy Bridgewater experience Yeah,
0: here? yeah, it, they'll be a part of the, the experience for sure. Okay, had to
1: ask <laughs> it, had to ask it. So as you look to your career here with the Miami Dolphins and, and starting this new chapter here, what's the ultimate thing the Dolphins are going to get with Teddy Bridgewater as a player as a person?
0: Man, I'm just going to get a guy who, who wants to compete, you know, compete, you know, as a player and as a, as a, a man in society. Yeah. Um, you know, every day that I wake up and my feet hit the ground, I hit the ground running because I'm thankful that I get new opportunity to make an impact in the world. And um, that's all I want to continue to do.
1: Very good. It's all new from you, Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater, Dolphins quarterback. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. And there he goes, new Dolphins quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater here on the Drive Time Podcast. Let's take our last break and put a bow on this episode. Drive Time with Travis Wingfield on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network. All right, another one of these free agent podcasts here in the books. Lots of fun to break down these guys' game as far as the numbers and the stats, but even better to hear from them here on the podcast and kind of get the why and the the decision to join Miami. What they can talk about the coaching staff and their teammates. A lot of fun stuff here, and we have more fun ones coming your way here the rest of the weekend here on the Drive Time Podcast. But in the meantime, that is going to be my time. You all, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You can follow me on Twitter at WingfieldNFL. You can follow the team at Miami Dolphins across all social channels. We're going to have plenty of content coming your way the rest of the weekend and the week that is. Also, the Fish Tank Podcast, the YouTube channel for our media availabilities for Dolphins today, as well as the video versions of these uh, interviews with the free agent players here. And, of course, last but not least, MiamiDolphins.com. Until next time, fins up, Caroline. Daddy is coming home.